Welcome to our Sunday service. Today we will be on Nehemiah 12, verse 43. I'll give you a moment to open your Bibles. Also that day they offered great sacrifices and rejoiced, for God had made them rejoice with great joy. The wives also and the children rejoiced, so that the joy of Jerusalem was heard ever far off. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, through these hard times, continue to show us your strength and your grace and your mercy. Lead us away from fear, away from all the panic and closer to your gospel. It's times like these that many of us that have put you on a back burner, Heavenly Father, need to call to you again. Give us the strength and the courage to do so, to come back to your word, to come back to your grace. We ask this in your name. Amen. Well, thank you, Mark. How good is our God and how big is our God? You know, I was thinking this week, I know many of you are um, maybe in a state of fear and panic. Uh, I want to direct my thoughts and message today to those of you who are perhaps in that state. First of all, I would say this. If I were not a believer, I would be filled with fear. I can tell you that. This, this uh, virus situation is a fearful thing, and it has brought this nation to its knees. But the truth is, I am a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I believe that he's in control and that he has not dropped the reins uh, to this world. We uh, are so sure of this fact that we know that all things work together for good to them that love the Lord. We are so often quoting that passage here from Romans 8, but it's true that all things are working for the good of the believer to those who are called according to his purpose. Our God is a God of planning and purpose. The scripture says that he is a God who foreordains and he brings to pass his plans and purposes. So you can rest assured of that. Here in uh, Nehemiah, there's a passage that's quoted often by the ministers of God. And it's this, the joy of the Lord is our strength. I'm sure if you're feeling panicky and and fear, there's not a lot of joy in your heart. The scripture assures us so many, many times that we're not to be afraid. The Lord tells us, be not afraid, little flock. Um, and we have no reason to be afraid because he only does good and works good for his people. So I want to assure you of that and hope that I can give some comfort here today. Here at Grace Gospel Fellowship, we're looking to him. And over at Grace Centers of Hope, uh, with over 250 people that are totally dependent on us over there for food, clothing, and shelter, um, we are looking to our God. Between now and uh, the end of June, we need a million dollars to sustain this part of the ministry. So I hope those of you who do not attend Grace Gospel, I know many are watching. You watched last Wednesday evening 
Please remember that we have Wednesday evening services and we'll be filming those as well as Sunday morning and tune in. I think those of you who do not attend here will find great comfort in what's happening. The Apostle Paul in the book of Romans said, we joy in God. The truth is that I, as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ, and knowing that I have been justified in his sight, that there's no condemnation, no judgment that's awaiting me, that he has ordained and predetermined and is working for my good, and that nothing can separate me from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus, I have a lot of peace. Quite frankly, I am concerned about our doing the things we need to do, uh, as instruments in getting rid of this virus, but at the same time, I know who's in charge. And that gives me a great sense of joy. Actually, today, I've been rejoicing in the goodness of God. Paul said, we joy in God. I hope that's your state today. And if it's not, that uh, today, uh, the message will bring you comfort and you'll find yourself at peace in your heart, believing that he's in control and he has not dropped the reins. Scripture says in Psalm 14 that the fool has said in his heart, no God for me. I don't want a God. There's no God rules over me. I'm the captain of my own ship. I'm running my life. I'm in control of my life. Well, I, wanna, I want you to take notice, if that's your state, that uh, there's a tiny little virus that is going around the world and has brought the world to its knees. I hope somebody's in charge of that, and I believe there is one who's in charge. And he knows what's happening down here, and he's working for the good of his people. I know him, and he knows me, and uh, we're going to get through this. In the book of Nehemiah, they'd just gone through such great trial uh, and had rebuilt the wall. And the people of God were happy and rejoicing. And the scripture says they sang loud. I love that passage. They offered great sacrifices and rejoiced for God had made them rejoice with great joy. Think about this. First of all, just think about the fact that there is a God. Uh, there is a mighty God. There is a creating God, the God who said, let there be light. And it, it was true. And that he's your God. That ought to bring a sense of peace, that you have a God who is almighty. He is the creator. He created the heavens and the earth. And he is holding the reins to this universe. So you have someone in charge. Someone that is mighty, someone that's all-powerful, someone that's sovereign. The scripture says, none can stay his hand, nor say unto him, what doest thou? I know that there are many out there that may not follow me exactly on what I'm about to say, but the truth is, this God is a predestinating God. He is a God who predetermines and brings to pass what he has predetermined. I'm glad that's true. I know this. Nothing can harm me until that appointed time that God has made in his sovereignty 
for me to go to be with him. How comforting it is to have a mighty God. This God has elected a people. He has chosen a people. The Bible says, and you hath he chosen. Uh, the Bible says, you did not choose him, he first chose you. The Bible says that he loved you before you ever loved him. That before he formed you in your mother's belly, he knew you by name and loved you and that your name was written in his book. What a comforting truth the doctrine of election is that you know God chose you. Not because of any merit in you or I, but out of his unmerited favor, in his grace and mercy, he elected you. Ephesians 1.4 Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who hath blessed us with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. And 2 Thessalonians 2.13 But we're bound to give thanks to God for you, brethren beloved of the Lord, because God hath from the beginning chosen you to salvation. He is a God of election. And then he's a God of redemption. God Almighty found a way to be just and justifier of ungodly people. God found a way to go into the coal mine of sin and take hold of you and I and bring us out of that coal mine of sin and justify us without getting himself dirty. What a glorious truth the message of redemption is. His name shall be called Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. God is not trying to do anything. God doesn't need you or me. He's sovereign, and he's sovereign in salvation. He redeemed us. You know, I think of what Job said. He had lost his children. He had lost his cattle. He had lost his health and literally had lost his wife. And she said to him, oh man, just curse God and die. And here's what Job said. And this is what we ought to be saying. And, and what we can say, I know my Redeemer liveth. And though the skin worms destroy this body, yet in my flesh shall I see God. I shall see God for myself and not another. The crucifixion of Christ. We're nearing Easter when all minds and hearts will be upon his death, burial, and resurrection. Think about God invaded history in the person of his son and went up on Calvary and satisfied his own justice by himself being a sacrifice for sins. I hope you can rejoice today as I preach to you the gospel. And he has not only redeemed us, but in time we're born into this world. He watches over us. The truth is many of you could have been stillborn, but you weren't because God had loved you with an everlasting love and predetermined you to salvation. And many of you had lost your lives maybe out there using in the world, using drugs, and uh, God came after you. He let you, he let you run as far as you could run and uh, go as low as you could go. And you ended up in a homeless shelter that had a church that preached, preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. And God, through that gospel, called you to himself. 
and you have repented of your sins and you have believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Now is just such a great time for Christians to step up and be counted and to say with Job, I know my Redeemer liveth. I know whom I have believed and am persuaded that he's able to keep that which I've committed unto him against that day. I want to say to you in closing, if you have not believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have not come to him, if you have not raised the white flag and laid the shotgun of rebellion down, now would be a good time for you to do that, to trust Christ and to know in this crazy world of ours where an epi of, uh, epidemic proportion is taking place, that you know him and that you'll be able to say with the redeemed of the Lord, absent from the body, present with the Lord. The truth is, I'm going to leave this world one day, but I'm persuaded and I know where I'm headed after this life. Things only get better for the Christian after this life. We're in the bud stage of endless joy and happiness. Jesus said this, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions, many dwelling places. I go to prepare a place for you that where I am, there you may be also. Let me encourage you. Put a smile on your face. Trust Jesus Christ from the heart. Believe he is the Lord and Savior of poor sinners. And I guarantee you, this too shall pass. We're going to, uh, we're going to go through some things here. And uh, it's an exciting time, actually, and an opportunity for us to see the mighty power of our God. May God bless you. And if you can help us as far as expenses, I told you early on that we need your help. Over a million dollars between now and the end of June needs to come in to keep Grace Centers of Hope open. We're seeing so many people do such great things in times like these. People step up and come to the forefront, especially God's people, those who are believers in Christ. God bless you.